armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save the idea? pump bowl. Really, this you is what you're doing? This is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. We have got wall-to-wall sports to talk about today. TPC, March Madness, Spring Training. Let's go! Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Yeah, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? I am doing absolutely fabulous. I hope you are as well, as we have got March Madness around the clock till what, Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, right? I'm going to get you caught up on all the scores, going to get you caught up on the TPC. We're going to try to squeeze in a little bit of Braves baseball as they are playing right now. Let's go ahead and hit the Braves real quick. Let's start that off. The Braves trail the Toronto Blue Jays three to one. And I'm going to go ahead and put that on the screen for folks who are watching on YouTube, our YouTube channel, uh, Braves Country HD. So I'm going to go ahead and put that uh, score on the screen so that everyone can kind of follow along there. But the Atlanta Braves, now, if you notice, a lot of teams are taking these these uh, days off heading into the weekend. And so this is not a split squad. They, they just have their backups essentially playing most, uh, mainly because you've got the WBC coming in and some of the guys take off and basically they're, they, they're, they're about half the league played today. The other half took it off, and some of them are entertaining WBC teams. And we will talk a little bit of WBC here in a moment. Uh, Steven and Doug will join me here in just a few minutes, and we're going to get into that. So let me go ahead and get the Braves up there on the screen first, and then we'll go away. All right, so have you caught up on what's going on? By the way, Bryce Elder is pitching right now, it looks like. So Bryce Elder. Spencer Strider pitched earlier today. Looked pretty good. Three and a third. 
I caught a little bit of it, three and a third, uh, one earned run, but five strikeouts. You got to love that. He's got a 108 ERA. And we look, it's spring training. We know, we know, don't overreact, but it's still pretty cool when it works out. Uh, Bryce Elder, three innings today, and he gave up two earned runs, not what you love, three strikeouts, one walk. So not terrible, but he's still working out the kinks as well. As far as the batters for the Braves today, this was the original starting lineup, and now they've started to put some some backups in, as we all know how that works out on uh, spring training. As we get closer, next week is where you'll see them start playing a lot more. And we are doing a game right here, 105 Eastern time, uh, Friday the 17th, St. Patty's Day. Woo-woo! And uh, we'll have Braves baseball, Braves versus Red Sox. No, no better opponent to play right than the Boston Red Sox when you're when you have a St. Patty's Day. So we look forward to that. And I, I always have my St. Patty's gear. I have one Braves hat that I've I don't know when I got it. I've had it for a long time, but I've got one Braves hat that I always wear, and I just wear it for St. Patty's Day. That's it. It's a white ball cap with the with the green A. It's got a little tiny shamrock on it, and that's it. That's the only hat I wear on St. Patty's Day. It's very rare I wear anything else. And so I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to bringing you the game. And then I'm also looking forward to that night getting together with some friends I haven't seen or don't get a chance to see very often that we're going to go up to a local establishment to watch uh, March Madness. So we'll have all that going on. Looking forward to that. Now, who played today? Arcia 0 for 3. Force Wall got in again. He went over three. He's back in 278 this spring. Arcia 071. You don't love to hear that. Uh, let's see who else we had. Hilliard got in. Now, Hilliard actually got a couple of base hits. So that's looking up. Eli White started. He went over three. Um, and as far as household names, that's about it. The rest of them took the day off. So as far as the bullpen, it was just Elder and Strider as far as names of note. So that's what we have going on here and Braves country, Braves country, uh, HD. Now let's go ahead and get into what everybody else is really into right now. And that is March madness. They have gone to overtime. Mississippi state had a 10 point lead on the Gators at halftime in the sec tournament. And we'll get you to the other scores the ones that have already completed here in just a moment, but I want to get you caught up on this Mississippi state. Basically they couldn't buy a basket. They scored 21 points in the second half. You got it to overtime. They're now currently up by five bulldogs lead the Gators. You always love to hear that ringing in uh Gator uh, in a uh, Braves country. Don't you bulldogs leading the Gators? It's the wrong bulldogs, but still bulldogs lead the Gators. 64-59, there's about two and a half minutes left, and we'll keep you updated on that. In the ACC tournament, Miami held on. They had a huge lead. I think it was 18 points. They about spit the bit and choked, but they won by two. Wake Forest missed a half-court shot at the buzzer, and that thing barely missed. Miami moves on. They're the number one seed in the ACC. For folks who haven't uh, paid attention to the ACC this year, Hurricanes are the number one seed, so they get out of the first round. And they play, they'll play again tomorrow evening. Right now in the ACC, ACC tournament, the Duke Blue Devils. I know that's everybody's favorite team, right? Christian Leitner and all that. Uh, they lead 
Pittsburgh, 35 to 17. Looks like a football score. And there's five minutes left in the first. Duke has kind of muddled around. They've started to play pretty well in the last few weeks. Watch out for them come March Madness. And I know that's never really a what what Duke an underdog, whatever. But Shashevsky is is no longer there, and they don't have that same feel. And for for folks who are going to be filling out their brackets, we're going to do something for the brackets next week. By the way, um, we'll we will we will have that announcement uh, on Monday. But but we will be doing a bracket challenge as we always do. The the Duke Blue Devils are starting to play better. And they're going to be a lower seed, probably a four or five. They may even be a six seed. ACC's down this year, but they are starting to put it together. They're ranked number 21 in the country now. They lead Pittsburgh by 17. We'll see if they can hold on. Uh, Iowa leading Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament, 24-23. And then you've got UCLA, Colorado. That just got underway. Colorado leads 6-2. to and most of the other games just getting underway. Games of interest that are in the books. We talked about the Hurricanes holding on, and what a game that was. They had they were by five at the half, but then had a huge lead in the second half and then uh, let it go. Rutgers holds on and beats Michigan. Big second half by Rutgers. They outscored them by 15 points. After trailing by three, they win by 12. East Carolina knocks off South Florida in the in the American. VCU over Davidson. And Toledo beats Miami of Ohio. Miami of Florida beats Wake Forest. And then you've got Iowa State upsetting Baylor. That was a big one in the Big 12. And Marquette holds on by two in overtime. All right. We're, we are going to take a really quick break when we come back. Doug and Steven will be joining us. We're going to talk some baseball. We've got NASCAR for all you NASCAR fans. It's NASCAR Thursday here on Braves Country. And we've got some, some busts, some baseball busts, fantasy baseball busts that we ain't scared of. And the WBC, what you want to watch for. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Now, I'm not saying I've never driven drunk because I've drank so much in my life. Now, on the back of my driver's license, there's a list of organs I need. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. 
We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. This portion of the show is being brought to you by whatever we have in stock are us, your one-stop place to shop for whatever we happen to have lying around at the time. You're- when you were my age, did you ever have trouble deciding what you wanted to do with your life? <laughs> No, I never had that problem, really. Why? Forget it. I didn't think you'd understand. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. I don't know. Why any fool could see he made that first down when he dived? If Howard Cosell came in now, he'd never get out alive. Welcome back! Quarterback. He's full of fear and he's full of stage in the SEC tournament. Mississippi State's clinging to a two-point lead against the Florida Gators. There's 25 seconds left, so we will keep you updated on that. Steven and Doug will be joining us momentarily, so we look forward to that, as I think I went to break just a few minutes before, so they should be jumping on any minute. And I wanted to get back in time for, for the SEC tournament, so... uh Keep you updated. Florida's actually going to the free throw line. So th- this is getting down to the nitty gritty right here. Uh, Florida getting down to the knee- to the free throw line. So they now trail by one. Mississippi State's going to get the ball back. They're going to have to hit free throws if they're going to win this game. So obviously they're they're not going to be able to just get the uh, ball and oh my word they just turned the ball over. <laughs> world mississippi state is absolutely coming unglued they look like a bunch of fourth graders out there trying to get the ball across midcourt they get it across midcourt for some reason the guy who got the ball panicked and dribbled it off his foot essentially and there was a uh uh, a scrum and, and florida got took it to the rack and then mississippi state got the ball back went down and went down to the post, got a lay-in. So they now trail by one. There's four seconds left. There is a timeout. So I believe Florida is going to get the ball, um, inbound the ball with about four seconds left in the game. Here is Steven, and Doug should be with us momentarily as well. Steven, how are you, my man? Well, I mean, the fact that you were talking about the Gators, like as soon as I came in in here, kind of, you know, brought my mood down a little bit, but... Hey, I'm doing great. Otherwise, did you get a chance to, to see your hurricanes, uh, pull off that heart stopper? I did not. Unfortunately, they were up. I mean, they were up by a lot. I want to say they said 18. I just came, I just walked in the door and they said that they'd been up. I want to say 18 at one point in the second half and long story short, wake forest missed a half court shot down by two. Uh, they they would have sent everyone on their heels with Miami being the number one seed. So, uh, but 
but the Canes do move on and Florida is, is now they were down by five or seven points here in overtime and Mississippi state, they have not been able to buy a, uh, a, a bucket here in the second half and Florida's going to have a chance here. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now here at the buzzer, they shoot a three and I don't know why they shot a three. It goes in and out. Mississippi state moves on. That is a strange, strange one right there because he had one or two seconds left and he just pulled up at the three, like he needed the three to win the game. They trailed by one. So anyways, Gators lose Mississippi state marches on the sec tournament, just getting going. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, continue to bring you on up today and on what's going on with uh, a wild, wild Thursday in sports. Uh, real quick, I, I do want to hit this up because I haven't touched this on this at all. The Players' Championship, uh, Chad Ramey leads one stroke over Colin Marikawa. And let me see if there's any other big names. Scotty Scheffler is four back. So, so the leader's eight back. Excuse me. Uh, Marikawa is seven under. And Scheffler, four back at four under. See if there's any other big names. Justin Rose is three under. Uh, John Rom is one under, and he is done for the day, so he's seven off the pace. Uh, let me see if there's any others. Jason Day is one under. And there's a lot of guys that are still out there playing, obviously, that are um, guys I mean, Matt, that are just uh, getting out there. I'm sorry, do what? No, no, no. Like I know Matt Homa is still on the course right now for Max Homa. I think he's one of them. Is he a Jacksonville guy? I don't know. I mean, like they, I, that name just sounds like it's a Jacksonville guy, but let's see. Now he's California. Okay. I was trying to. I, I was trying to hedge my bets when I went to when I went to pull up uh, who who I wanted to play. Um, for the TPC to win it, and I was I was thinking, well, you know, m you you might want to get some guys that live in the area who probably play that course a lot. And I played a couple of them. I've got my list somewhere. I I threw darts. I took a couple of favorites, but I, I essentially threw darts. And our main golf guy that hardly ever gets a chance to get on here anymore, Tony. I sent him to him to get his thoughts but the short of it is i've got uh let me see here I'm trying to find where in the world i sent it out early this morning i believe but anyways um i remember a couple of them off the top of my head i had uh oh here it is okay uh let me see here I had, I, I took a couple of guys that, that were a thousand to one odds. Cause you know, why not? Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I took Jordan Spieth, Merrick Cowell, who's, who's right off the pace. I forget what his odds were. I want to say I laid $3 50 cents to win a hundred with him. Took Cam Davis, John Rom, who hasn't started off great, but whatever. Billy Horschel. I know he lives. I know he's from the area. I think he's a Gator too, but anyways, I, he's, he is from the area. Um, the guys that were dart throws, absolute dart throws, Tyler Alexander, which I found out later from Tony that he, um, the son of a previous 
UF golf coach and is very familiar with that course. So Tyler Alexander was a thousand to one. And what was the other guys? I just had to take this guy because of his name, Max McGreevy. He was a thousand to one odds. That just set, that almost sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I was like Max McGreevy. I kind of like that name, man. Like I, I'd be kicking myself at a thousand one odds if I didn't take him. Also took Matsuyama. I'm not sure if I mentioned him and Jordan Spieth, but um, yeah, I usually take around ten bucks, just throw it at, at when it's a major, and to me this is a major, um, and just see see where it lands as I go into to Sunday to see if I actually have a chance. I never hit any of these, but anyways, it's still fun. Even when I take a favorite, I don't hit him. Like John Rom. It wouldn't shock me if John Rom does if, if he misses the cut and he's been the best golfer in all the PGA for like the last year. And he's gonna somehow I bet on him so he so he's gonna spit the bet. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that's usually how it works. Yeah. Sorry, John, but I, I put the kiss of death on you. I do well when it comes to baseball, basketball, and some football, but if I if I go out of my element, I guarantee to absolutely Put the kiss of death on you. Speaking of stuff that I'll throw darts at and never win at NASCAR. What's going on in the world of NASCAR? Uh, I mean, last week was pretty ho-hum. Uh, Hendrick's uh, cars really dominated the day. Uh, Byron ended, William Byron ended up winning it. He led almost half the race. Uh, followed by uh, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman, both Hendrick's cars, in, uh, second and third. Um, but this week, we actually have a really fun showdown. We're going to Phoenix. And this is going to be the first race where uh, NASCAR unleashes their new aerodynamics package. Uh, so this is only to going to apply for the short courses and the uh, like the short tracks and the road uh, road courses. Uh, their main intention here is to reduce the downforce on the car, which is going to make the cars harder to handle. Because I mean, like last year, the one real thing that uh, lacked with the next generation cars was the short track racing, which had usually been kind of like the hallmark of NASCAR and one of their standouts. So I'm mean, like their um, goal this year is to kind of like, like make the handling a little bit uh, harder to handle. Uh, no pun intended, um, which is going to like, increase the skill gap and really make it um, make those tracks a challenge and make the uh, racing more exciting. Sorry, I'm trying to change one of my, <laughs> I was watching something on this TV. I don't know. It was one of these, you know, million uh, games. And I look up and it's one of these uh, judge shows, you know, hot, <clears throat> hot bench. And it's, and it's a bunch of chicks up there who are sentencing people to death or something. I have no idea what I'm watching. I'm like, man, what in the world? What in the world has creeped onto my screen? Um, and ESPN all day long, the, uh, what they have on there that they're telling you you're watching, you're not watching. So I don't know if that's a Google thing or what. So they are, can you kind of dumb that down for the, the fan who's not into NASCAR for the first time ever they're doing what again? <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, last year, um, NASCAR like released an actual like new car like they completely redesigned the body the engines um right. and it's like this year they uh basically they, like the one downfall of it was that the short track racing and the uh, road courses were kind of it was very dull it was hard to pass it was kind of just a, if you had the fast car you were going to win um so I mean like they kind of just made some changes this year to kind like to make the driving a little bit more skill dependent so like the like the truly better drivers will shine the guys who have the better setup 
Um, so that, like this is uh, the first race that it's going to be uh, used at this year. Is actually it's going to be used at the short tracks. Uh, that is going to be all most of the tracks under uh, one mile, and then all the road courses. So, are you expecting that that's going to make a huge difference, or or what? I mean, I don't know if it'll make a huge difference. I, I mean, Kevin Harvick really said it best. It's like no one, no one really knows what's going to happen until you guys like you get out there and just start racing with it. Um, and like this, I, I mean, like the really unique thing is the drivers are getting um, so they like they get to practice on the uh, the package tomorrow, and then they have fifty minutes um to make any adjustments, and they actually have overnight to think about that. Like the usual process is, they go in Saturday, they. Uh, do a 20 minute practice practice session they can make like small adjustments here and there and then they go into qualifying and then boom we're into sunday but uh, right. just, like just having this extra time to like change out some parts really adjust your strategy adjust how you're going to um set like set the car up essentially it's i mean it's, it's really going to help out and, and um and I like, like just give drivers that like every advantage they have. Now, like one big thing that is really key about this race is the uh, the championship race is um, held here in uh, November. So these guys are going to be trying to get the uh, setup down as much as possible. They're going to try. They're going to be going all out in this race, trying to make sure that they have the um, everything down uh, come November. Okay. Well, they, are they still doing the final race in Miami, or has that changed? No, the, like, I think they're the sec, second or third to last, but um, the final race is like is at uh, Phoenix. Now, is that going to start being in Phoenix always now, or are they rotating this? That I don't know. I okay. think, yeah, I mean, like, I think they usually felt rotate like they every two years. Have the final race, especially since since they went to the playoff format, it didn't matter before that because my God, it, I don't remember many times growing up as a kid where. Uh, the championship wasn't already, in, you know, in the bag with six weeks left. Right. Um, but now that it's different, you, you know, you know, now that there's a true, you know, playoff or as close to NASCAR can ever get to a playoff, they should, I feel like that thing should, should rotate around the country and give everyone a chance to kind of see, you know, the championship kind of like the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I mean, if, once in a while, can we get it in, in Daytona where, which is the Super Bowl of racing, right? But you know, can 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 Daytona? I I've still never understood why they don't, especially considering in November we know Florida. It's it's nice compared to other places. Why 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 they never bookended it, right? Daytona to to Daytona, and I get Miami, but Daytona is a much easier drive for a lot of the people who live in NASCAR country. I mean, I like the only thing I could think of, like from an actual racing standpoint, is the unpredictability of the super speedways, namely Daytona and Talladega, and just to have the race end on one of those, um, like like have the season end on one of those races where it doesn't matter who's leading; it's whoever just happens to not crash and is and is in like in like top five or top ten and within a few laps, that's that's your winner. It doesn't there's no rhyme or reason to it. It just I don't know, I know. Like, that, like that, feel, that, that feels to me like how they ended the, uh, the 500 this year, like on a caution lap. They well, now, now look, I agree with that. Don't, don't let the damn, th don't let any of the races, but especially don't let the Daytona or the final race end on a caution lap. I, I agree with that. But I, man, I, I, 
to me, that's the pinnacle of racing is Daytona 500. I, I would like to see the final race in there. Maybe I'm in the minority, but it'd be fun to see it in Talladega as well. I get it's a super speedway, but you know, I mean, oh no, as, as a fan, I would love it. That would there would be nothing better. I but... it. Well, I don't know. Would you want to see it in Bristol? Oh man, uh, Bristol is a, that track is real fun. Right, I know, but would you want your champion crowned on a mini track, or would you want them to at least? I'm not saying that it's got to be super speedway, you know, for my liking, but would you, I mean, I, I enjoy Bristol, but they've also never crowned a champion there. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to have the same, same reasoning with, uh, with Bristol. I would love to see it as a fan, but competitive, it just, I don't think that would uh, be the best. Yeah, it, it would probably. And first of all, if you're going to do it, it's got to be a night race in Bristol. So you at least see the sparks oh, yeah. fly. They they need to have the championship race at night every year, no matter where they hold it, because it, it's better when the sparks are flying. Yeah. Doug has finally figured out his computer. <laughs> <laughs> Doug. Hey. <laughs> Did you finally figure out your computer or your phone? He, he was having a crash. He kept texting me. And I was like, man, I don't know. Jump on your phone. I don't know what to tell you. I know. I know. The phone wasn't working either there for a bit, but I'm here now. You need to have one device that you're not downloading naughty things. And then that way it's always clean and you can use it. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. All right. Well, Let's go ahead and move on from the uh, from the NASCAR talk and kind of shift gears, uh, all puns intended here on Armchair Quarterback Radio. Um, fantasy baseball busts that we're not scared of. That you're like, man, everyone's saying don't 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 draft this guy, don't draft this guy. But you're like, I don't care, man. This guy's good, and I don't care what you say. And I, I've I, I wanted to get into this last week, and we ran out of time. And I'm really interested to see everyone's list. Because there's guys that there's, looks there's guys that certain people are going to say to themselves as fans and remember something about fantasy sports, y'all, fantasy football, football, baseball, whatever you want. It's supposed to be fun. So there's nothing wrong with drafting a guy that you like when everyone else goes, Ugh. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know, and you might even go, you know, screw it, I'm naming my team after him. You know, you can Ugh, all you want. <laughs> So, uh, Steven, I'll let you have first dibs on this. Who is a fantasy baseball bust for 2023? Like, I don't care, man. I ain't scared. If you're scared, say you're scared. I mean, you're going to love this as a, as a Braves fan. Uh, Ozzy Albies, like I'm seeing him as a, like on the top of a lot of bust lists. I think it's mostly because of the injury, uh, like, like last year. And I mean, even going back past couple years. But, I mean, he's one of the top second basemen in the game, and we know how – in that position is now i mean it, it is i mean like it is what him Simeon. I, I, is there anyone else you'd put up in that class no it's, and, uh, and it's funny that you mentioned him because he's batting like i think uh 091 right now in the spring which is probably le- which it's probably adding to this even though you shouldn't pay it you should never pay attention to spring numbers you should never pay attention to if a guy's on fire because they're literally not hitting against guys they're going to see right and even if they're even if they do it against a very good pitcher, that guy might be out there just to throw batting practice that day, essentially, right? Um, did y'all hear about this? About uh, oh shoot, what's his name? I had it jotted down. Uh, 
uh, Rodon. Rodon's mm-hmm. already going to the IL. Carlos Oof. Rodon. 162 million. It's funny. Mark Bowman, who writes for, uh, I think he still is with AJC, um, covers the Braves. When the Braves were tattooing him last Sunday, he tweeted out jokingly, 162 million doesn't go as far as it used to. And everyone laughed and retweeted it. Well, something's wrong with Rodon's arm, his forearm strain, and they're shutting him down for 10 days and they're going to go back and revisit it. But basically they're saying there's no way he's going to be. Uh, Boone essentially said, best case scenario, he's he's back sometime in late April. But that's already, uh, Montas is essentially not going to pitch this year, I don't think. Um, yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's on the last year of a deal. He's going to be a free agent next year. He's going to worry about him. He's not caring about the Yankees. And they've got two of their uh, big relievers are, are going to start out on the IL. I don't think either one of them are big-time injuries, but still, you're talking about four pieces of your puzzle are going to, that you know already is going to start on the IL. We're three weeks away. That's a problem. Yeah. Doug, who is your bus that you ain't scared of this year? Well, one bus, and he's another brave that people seem to be down on. And we all do it. Every brave's not a bust, y'all. What's going on? <laughs> You'd be surprised how many are on bust, that list. Is uh, Michael Harris. What? You calling him a bust? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are there are people who actually call him bust, and that's why I'm saying I'm I'm not afraid to uh, the to take him. I, and I, I don't really even understand. I don't know if it's based on uh, how he performed at the end of the last season, or I don't really understand it. That's why I'm saying I'm I'm not afraid to take him if I need an outfielder. Okay, I'm going off of CBS Sports uh, Fantasy Baseball. And they came out with their bust list. Let's let's go ahead and keep the theme for the first round. All Braves. Spencer Strider they have listed there. What? What they're saying is Strider is a very good pitcher. And he's likely to have a good season. Then what are we talking about? Uh, but the 134 innings he threw last season were the most he's ever thrown by 40. Yeah, because he played at Clemson before and had... Uh, Tommy John surgery. So what, what, what? I don't. I don't know what they're thinking there. I uh, think that I was just going to say that I think that's based more on ADP. Being a bust isn't necessarily yeah. mean you're well, not going to sure. play well, huh? I'm telling you right now. Okay, let me ask you this. Considering what I just read to you, and they're saying uh, the Brace have every reason to think they're playing in October. Can you reasonably think he's going to throw 160 innings? Okay, fair enough. That's their argument. I'm not going to. There lies the, the the bust attitude. I'm not even going to pick it apart. I'm just going to lay it out. That's their argument. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather take a chance on him or Jacob Degrom throwing 160 pitches? Oh, I'm going to pick Strider every time. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and he's one of the top ones. It's it's funny that they've already got Tyler Glass now listed. Of course, he, <laughs> he's missing quite a bit of the season. Uh, Steven, who, who is your next bust? I ain't scared. <sighs> I don't know. It's hard to top that, uh, that Strider one you were just talking about. I mean, I, I, I would not be ever be uh, scared to touch him. <sighs> no, one of the guys, um, oh, sorry. No, it's, uh, 
wow, I was uh, like, I did not have that ready. Alex Bregman. No, I mean, he's been a, uh, I mean, like he's, he's not really going to be a guy who's going to hit 40 home runs. He's not going to, you know, steal a bunch of bases, but he's going to be consistent everywhere. I mean, he's averaging about 25 ish home runs a year, 90, 90 RBIs, 90 runs. But like, while getting on base at, at, an, above, at an above average clip, I'll take that every, like all day, every day. I mean, it's, I, just, I, I don't think his ceiling is there from like what we saw a few years back, but right. I'm not scared. Like at least for the floor of what Bregman gives you. What about you, Doug? Just give me one more. I was going to say Xander Bogarts. People expect some regression did from him. But did I'm, you see what I'm, he did last night? Huh? Did you see what he did last night? Oh, I, I, I know. I know. I'm, you're singing to the choir. I would pick him. It, uh, WBC. I did this, you know, stupid thing on uh, underdog where you pick thing, you know, is the guy going to have more at bats? I'm uh, sorry, uh, bases or base hits or whatever. Anyways, I hit. And one of the ones that I was worried about at the end was Bogarts. He needed over one, one and a half bases. I woke up this morning. He got seven. I was like, let's go. I'll give you one more. This one I think is a little ridiculous. But I'll go ahead and lay it out there. Actually, I'll give you two. One of them is Bobby Witt. Everyone's freaking out because he, he didn't dominate. I look, I, I think he's going to be fine. He, he's he's got a great uh, stroke. The other guy, this one's a head scratcher for me, and this one's being shared by CBS. Dylan Cease of the White Sox. That was one I was going to mention too. I mean, 184 yeah. innings, 227 strikeouts. What is there not to like? They expect this big regression from him. That's that. That's the word on the internet about him. It's just that he's not going to have. He's not going to put out the same numbers. But so why, therefore, at his ADP, he's not. I don't understand. Working. Like, okay, is it just because he plays for the White Sox? I mean, you know, like, 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 what are we talking about here? This guy is a stud. He's almost American League older brother Spencer Strider. If people have never watched him pitch. I, I swear the two of them were separated in some orphanage. Um, but, I mean, ERA 2.2. His whip was 111. 184 innings. One of the few reasons to watch the White Sox last year was Dylan Cease. I don't even remember who has him in our dynasty league, but I remember every time I'd go up against man, him. Like, oh, Christ. <laughs> this again, man. This guy. Is I mean, every time I played whoever has him, is it one of y'all? It's me, I think. Yeah, I actually think well, Steven has him. He wouldn't pitch twice. He'd pitch three times somehow. Like, you know, it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be scared at all to draft him. We do it for, for folks who don't know what I'm talking about. We do a dynasty draft. Now, we also do a from scratch draft. Uh, what do they call it? Redraft. Um, that is for a trophy. Uh, I always say that the dynasty ones for money, the, the, the trophy ones for blood, but we, we will have that one live here on Braves country. HD. we don't do it on the radio show during the afternoon. Cause it's impossible to get everyone together. So we, we put it on at night. Uh, plus it's, it's not very good radio. It's much better YouTube to be able to see all the ins and outs and see who everyone's picking. So that's what that's about. We got to take a quick break when we come back. 
a little bit of March Madness, give you our locks, and we're going to try to squeeze in some WBC. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country Baseball right here on the key, giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day, Braves Country on WQEE. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Here's good news. There's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins... Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites! Here you go. Yes! Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. Let's go out there. Let's cut the regular season back to 10 games. And you can have some well-placed off weeks. You can have an NIT in between to fill in the blanks. And uh, let's have a 60-14 playoff. The champion will play 16 games. It's the, and see this guy? I'm not off the mark here. You're off the mark. Everybody else does it this way. Volunteers are about to start their game. Keep you updated on that. Duke is handing it to Pittsburgh. Panthers don't have a lot of scratch in their claw today. They're they're down by 23, 18 minutes left. Real quick on that scoreboard update. The Big Ten tournament. Iowa leads Ohio State 34-31. 16 minutes left in that. UCLA up by four heading towards the half in the Pac-12 against Colorado, UConn bouncing Providence all over the court. They're up by 14 with about a minute left in that one in the first half. And see, SMU leads UCF. Uh, shout out to Ron's picks, but I'll tell you what, man, that dude's on fire. I, I took his advice on that uh, SMU uh, plus they're getting seven or seven and a half. And see, Ole Miss, Tennessee has not started. All the other games have not started yet, but there are some in the books really, really quick. These are the teams that won. We don't have time to get into it. East Carolina, Rutgers, VCU, Toledo, 
Miami of Florida, Baylor lost to Iowa State. So a top 10 team did lose. Marquette wins. Ohio beats Ball State. Gators lose by one in overtime to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And that's it. So there you have that. Before we get into our locks for, uh, I'm assuming everyone's going March Madness, but you know everything's fair, fair game. Uh, WBC is underway now. The U.S. doesn't play till Saturday night. And can someone explain to me why every single game is 9 p.m. Eastern or later for the U.S. in the first round? I cannot. I mean, what 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 are they doing? Are they, are, are they like under the impression that it's better? I, okay, for instance, we play Great Britain Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can't give me the argument, yeah, but their opponent, their opponent is Great Britain, which means it's 9 o'clock here. It's 2 a.m. in London. So that makes absolutely no sense. And when they'll come back and say, oh, we didn't have really very good ratings. Well, guess why? Guess why? It makes zero sense to me. And then the next game, I think it's 10 o'clock. The, the first three or four games that they have actually scheduled is 9 o'clock, and then the rest are 10 o'clock p.m. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Are y'all excited for, for this? I mean, the first round, it's going to be pretty ho-hum. I don't expect many, uh, at least for, like with the Team USA, many things to watch. I mean, obviously, we, there's been some great baseball. I don't know if you saw that uh, Australia versus South Korea game earlier. I was going to say, yeah. I had it on last night when I was going to bed, and then I was like, I'm, I can't stay up for this. There's got to be a limit. So, no, I, I didn't see what happened in that game. Uh, Australia ended up pulling off the upset. Uh, Tommy Edmond got thrown out, stealing second to end the game. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, good for so, Australia. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that really messes things up now in that bracket. Cause I mean, so South Korea was a favorite to move on and I mean, now they have to get through Japan and, and that's probably Japan not light. Yeah. And Japan is lights out probably arguably the best team in any pool and they're playing at home like yeah, in, in that, that region at least yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so for for folks who don't follow this the u.s is the defending champion but we, had, we haven't had the world baseball classic since 2017 because of the pandemic uh i think japan's won two we've won one and was it the dominican won the other is that probably what Yes. Okay. So the U.S. team, I've got their 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 roster in front of me. Now, for for Braves country, the problem is I don't see any Braves uh, that are that are, that's on the U.S. team. I do know Eddie Rosario and Acuna are in in the classic, but they're they're not playing for the U.S. Um. Man, there's a lot of Mets. It's going to be hard for me to pull for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just scrolled down, saw four Mets names like right off the bat. Uh, Pete Alonzo's playing. Adam yep. Adovino. Two Phillies. 
what was the other Met? I just saw it a second. Oh, uh, McNeil. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Phillies. JT Real Muto. Okay. Trey Turner now. Kyle Schwarber's playing. Man, this is like the anti-Dave team. Yeah. Trey Turner. Ugh. <laughs> no Japan, baby! <laughs> Our pitching's terrible, though. Yeah, that's... It's it's really hard. Really hard to get elite pitchers. Not, not only is it hard to get them to come, it's hard for their team to say, yo, okay, it's fine. Right? Like, the Braves are not letting Spencer Strider go down to the World Baseball Classic and get... <laughs> have his arm fall off in March because all it takes is one rogue manager down there who's off his rocker. They go, well, we got to get this win. <laughs> and you're like, why is he out there? This is the 14th inning, and he's still he's still in the game. It's actually not as bad as I thought. They have, uh, let me see, Miles Mitchell. No, like a Brady Singer, Miles Miklas, um, Lance Lynn. Oh, and the real uh, breadwinner, Kyle Freeland. Well, Wainwright is in there and... Merrill Kelly. Let me see. I saw another good one. Uh, Lance Lynn. Yeah, Lance Lynn and... Miklas. Ottavino. Oh, he's from New York, too. So I, he's just all metted up, man. <laughs> And he and he left the Yankees to go to the Mets. Has that guy ever lived anywhere but New York City? I mean, he's he's from there. That, those are the only two teams that, that I can remember the last uh, decade he's been. Uh, they do have Brady Singer, so yeah, no, I mean, like it's not terrible. Wainwright, Devin Williams, that was the other one. I was a little surprised that they let him go because he's had some injury issues, but. Now the the Mark DeRosa managing thing, I don't know. I mean that that just seems like a farce. I mean, l- listen to the bench coaches. Okay, it's DeRosa, Jerry Manuel is the only one who's actually a legitimate coach. Brian McCann, Ken Griffey Jr., Andy Pettit. Well, they do have Dave Vergetti as the bullpen coach, so at least there's someone who actually knows what they're doing with the arms. Carlos Munoz is the bullpen catcher. Michael Young's the batting practice pitcher. <laughs> hey, he's still getting work. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought it'd be interesting to to see what you know, kind of figure out who who it is we have over there, and you know, Trout. I I think that's the big thing. A lot of people are excited about Trout's going to play in it for the first time. I'm going to watch it Saturday night. Yeah. And. I can separate a Met when they're playing for Team USA. And I really hope that they, if you really think about it from a Braves standpoint, let's hope they go deep into the, into the, uh, the tournament because the, the longer they're away from their team, probably the better off the Braves are. Yeah. Is there a Marlin on this team? I'm surprised that there's not. I don't, I don't see one. No, not on this team. I, I know Sandy's playing. I don't know who else. Is he really? Yeah, he's yep. playing. Yeah, he's Dominican Republic pitcher. I am surprised Dude. Miami would let him go. It's it's wow. him and uh, Christian Javier is their one-two punch. That is just nasty. Yeah. How's anyone gonna? Well, 
you got show now the one thing i haven't seen are they allowing shohei otani to actually pitch in in the classic no idea uh i've only seen him hit i have not seen him pitch the, the, I, haven't, I haven't read anything about it either. So, man, man, would that not be interesting if he's out there pitching? I saw that the other kid uh, that just came over from Japan to the Red Sox, he is playing, but he's an outfielder. I'm going to have to take a look at their actual, all the, all the pitchers, because it sounds like the Dominicans loaded. Oh yeah, Dominican Dominican is like absolutely loaded. But honestly, like the one guy I'm really excited to see pitch is uh, Roki Sasaki. He's like that. I think he's 21 now. But I mean, he um, went into the uh, Japanese league last year in his first like three starts. I think he had. I think he threw complete games or like eight innings. So like 20, 24 innings, 25 innings, like 57 strikeouts. He struck out like a, like a 20 strikeout no hitter in his first game. Like the kid is just he's better than Shohei. Like he's going to be the next big thing in baseball. He's just too young to be even be considered uh, close to being posted. All right. Well, we're coming up towards the, the top of the hour. Um, what is your lock of the week? We'll, we'll start with you, Steven. Uh, I'm going back to the well on basketball. Uh, Golden state warriors are uh, in Memphis tonight in a very important game for playoff seating. Uh, warriors trying to get out of that, uh, the play the play in game and the Grizzlies are trying to hold on to their spot in the top uh, top five. Uh, I, I'm going with the uh, Warriors minus two and a half. Um, John Morant's not playing. I mean, he's like he's out for a while, and they're also missing uh, Stephen Adams and uh, Brandon Clark. Grizzlies are uh, Golden uh, Golden State's for healthy for the most part. They got their big three in uh, Steph, Clay Thompson, and uh, Draymond Are healthy. Two and a half point favorite. Yeah, I, I, I that's just. I ran to it. Is it in Memphis? Is that what? I mean, it still doesn't make sense. No, I mean, Memphis is the, if they were fully healthy, I would probably give Memphis the edge, but yeah, they're missing their two of their best players. And I, I, I'm taking the more experienced team here. And I saw, it was either yesterday or the day before, so I don't know what the record is now, but they were 7-11 and 11 since since losing Adams. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... The Warriors haven't been doing that well either recently, but no, it's it's been tough. Doug, what is your lock? Oh, mine's uh, tonight in the um, in the tournament. You got um, my lock is Xavier beating DePaul because I always love to watch Xavier beat the crap out of DePaul. So, and they're favored by eight tonight in the tournament, in their tournament anyway. Real quick, Doug, what is your walk off? We got about walk 15. off. Uh, my quick walk off was um, the Raiders putting um, putting the tag on uh, on Josh Jacobs. Will or will not uh, they give him a long term extension? Depends on uh, uh, the quarterback route they go. I wouldn't because he's a running back. Steven, what is your walk off? Man, like they got a big weekend here with the WBC Players Championship. Uh, conference championships. Just everyone have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while right. it lasts, really. All right. We're going to be back in a flash when we come back. Joey's with us. Keep it right here on The Key and Braves Country HD. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your armchair quarterbacks, 
Sports Flash. Conference tournaments of plenty. We'll keep you updated on the scores here on a Thursday afternoon with the MAC, A10, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. They're all in action. Some of the games we'll be highlighting today on the SEC Network, 1 o'clock Eastern, Mississippi State versus Florida. While at 2.30, FS1, Providence and UConn, SMU battles UCF, Arkansas and Auburn at 7 Eastern with the Pac-12 tournament, the WAC, the Big East and the Big 12, and many more. Your TNT doubleheader in the association tonight, Warriors at Grizzlies, 7.30 Eastern. The 10 o'clock tilt is the Knicks at the Kings. Other games on the hardwood, Jazz at the Magic at 7, Hornets at Pistons, Rockets at Pacers, and at 8 o'clock, the Nets are at the Bucks. Your Atlanta Braves are in action against the Blue Jays at Blue Jays Park in Florida. We'll keep you updated on the score and the highlights all show long. Blue Jays are split squatting it today as they're traveling to Tampa Bay Rays as well. And the Red Sox are facing the Yankees, Tigers and Pirates, Orioles and the Phillies. The mid-afternoon action is Reds at Cubs, Dodgers at the A's, Brewers travel to the Giants while the Guardians welcome in the Padres. New York Yankees left-hander Carlos Rodon will start the season on the IL. The latest blow to the Yankees starting rotation before opening day. Yankees general manager Brian Cashman announced Thursday that Rodon, the Yankees franchise free agent pitching signing, has a sore left arm strain and will not throw for 7 to 10 days and be reevaluated. Quote, in a perfect world, he's back sometime in April. The Yankees made a significant investment Rodon this offseason, agreeing to a six-year, $162 million deal in an attempt to strengthen their rotation. The Yankees are already shorthanded. Right-hander Frankie Montas underwent right labrum surgery last month and is expected to miss the majority of the 2023 season. Yankees relievers Tommy Conley and Lou Trevino are also starting the season on the IL. The Toronto Raptors point guard Fred Van Vliet blasted referee Ben Taylor for his officiating during the Raptors' 108-100 loss to the Clippers on Wednesday night. Van Vliet did not hold back and saying, I'll take the fine. Quote, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I really don't care. I thought Ben Taylor was blanking terrible tonight. I think that on most nights, you know, out of the three officials, there's one or two that just blanks up the game. It's been like that a couple of games in a row. Losing on Monday at Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight competing pretty hard, and I get a BS technical that changes the whole dynamic of the game. Most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs. They try hard. They're pretty fair and communicate well, and then you got the ones who just want to be blanks and kind of off their game. And no one's coming to see that. They come to see the players, unquote. The Raptors were called for 23 fouls to the Clippers' 18, but L.A. had 31 free throw attempts compared to Toronto's 14. The former NBA All-Star Sean Kemp was arrested Wednesday and booked in Pierce County, Washington, in connection with the drive-by shooting. The Tacoma police said an altercation between occupants of two vehicles near the Tacoma Mall led to shots being fired early Wednesday afternoon. No injuries were reported, and one of the cars fled the scene. 
according to a release from the police department on social media. A gun was recovered, and an investigation is ongoing. Online records show that Kep, 53 years old, was booked on a felony drive-by shooting charge 5.58 p.m. local time about four hours after the incident. Kemp was a six-time NBA All-Star who played 14 seasons in the league, including eight with the Seattle Supersonics. They drafted him 17th overall in the 1989 draft. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country Baseball right here on the key, giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day, Braves Country on WQEE. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. Or you think you're tough picking on an old man? Maybe you'd like to try taking on somebody your own age. You got any kids? Are you listening? Welcome back! It's Thirsty Thursday, and that must mean that Mr. Joey is with us. Joey, how the hell are you, sir? Doing great. Just got, you know, CPR first aid certified. So if anybody's having a heart attack from March Madness, beginning already with the conference tournaments, I got you, brother. Sweet. So (laughs) did they do the uh, staying alive thing to teach you the rhythm? We actually watched the video. That's like one of the first things they do to lighten up the mood in the class. <laughs> which which video? From the office. They did the one from the office. Where, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's first yeah. I actually saw like an, a, like supposed to be a serious one recently where they were learning it. You know, they're teaching the kids and they were doing the staying alive. But every, but every time I see that commercial, I always think of the office bit, you know, where they're all dancing around. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't make it like that anymore, do they? Uh, oh, no. Oh, I'm, no, I'm actually going back and watching Mike and Molly. Never really watched it before. I was aware of it. I don't know why I didn't see it. It must have, <laughs> they must have put it on during Monday Night Football or something. But uh, that show holds up. I didn't realize it was as old as it was. I didn't realize it started in 2010. I thought it was uh, newer than that. Um that's a funny show, and I did not recognize. So I've seen a few episodes over over the years, but not not really watch it. And I did not realize that the girl who plays the sister was the lead on the show that I used to watch, American Housewives. Oh. I thought she looked familiar, but they they look so much different because she put on a lot of weight in between Mike and Molly and 
American Housewife. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, if you don't, then uh, you know I apologize. When cable television used to be worth it, right? <laughs> funny, that's a funny show. I didn't realize how funny it was. I did always like the guy. I don't know his name, but the guy that pl- plays the main role, uh, Mike, on the show, because he w- he he was a side uh, character on uh, Yes, Dear, which was a that is a very underrated sitcom. I think one of those dudes got cancel culture. That's why they had to shut that down. I was trying to remember the other test. I mean, something happened. I can't remember what it was, but the, but the main character, he got in trouble because you don't see him anymore. He did something. I don't know what he did, but he did something. He got Roseanne. <laughs> something. I feel that Roseanne lady. I don't think he was something like there, that. but he, he, he did something, you know, because you don't see him at all anymore. Uh, real quick on the scoreboard as I mean, we got so much stuff to keep up with. I, I feel like we don't have enough oh time gosh. or Not enough to, be able to let you know what's going on. Duke is pummeling Pittsburgh 76 to 44. 11 minutes in Pittsburgh's. I believe that was one of your frauds was Pittsburgh. Last week, yeah, Tuesday, remember whenever we did that, fraud. <laughs> yeah, Iowa leads Ohio State by three. About seven minutes left in that one, and good lord, Colorado leads UCLA by one at the half. Better wake up, Bruins. Better Ooh. wake up. I, I don't think I took that game today, but Vols trail Ole Miss by two. There's still ten minutes left in the first. And there's already been a couple of heart stoppers down south here. The Gators lost by one in overtime. The Canes won by two in regulation, and they were both really good endings. Mississippi State tried like anything to to give away that game, but they found a way to hold on. Here's another one that shouldn't be close. San Diego State leads by two at the half to Colorado State. Man, this is just so exciting today. I mean, especially the Big Ten tournament being at the United Center. I got somebody's hitting that up as a Illini Northwestern fan. So it's exciting when it's in your hometown, but it's just exciting in general. So many good finishes. West Virginia trails Kansas 31-23 at the half. That's another team. And look, I bet on them last night and won, but that's another team that I just I don't understand why they're automatic shoe-ins being 7-11 in their conference. But it, I don't think that game matters to them. So they're going to get in the tournament, and they're probably going to be dangerous. It's not that I don't think West Virginia is good. I just like, man, whatever happened to needing, needing to at least be darn near 500 in your conference? Correct. Correct. <laughs> I got to sneak it in. <laughs> uh, Kent State leads Northern Illinois, by the way, 11-4. to That game just getting going. There's so many games going on today, tomorrow. Uh, for TPC fans, folk, I want to make sure this scoreboard has been updated because it has not moved. In, yeah, it still is. Uh, Ramey is your leader right now at 8-under. Colin Marikawa, one shot back. And other names... Scheffler, four back. All these guys are in the books. Cam Davis. Cam Davis is five back. So you're telling me there's a chance. I took like eight dart throws at the TPC, and Cam Davis is one of them. 
Marikawa is too, but he didn't have as, as, as big odds. Uh, let me see if we have any others of big name. Oof, my guy Max Homa is only even. Was that? Oh, that's ugly. Jordan Jordan, Jordan Spieth is one under. He's through ten. I think I, I think that's who I'm looking at right here. Who uh, they said that right now through the eleven. Uh, well, what are we almost? Through the entire first round, there's been nine balls in the water. That's the biggest thing about down here at the TPC, man. Water surrounds that hole. Sorry for Rory McIlroy fans. <laughs> All the holes. I think that's Spieth. No, that's Homa. Homa's about to try to pitch one. Come on, Homa. Rough. And, I mean, how how many times during his career does he get dunked and woohoo? <laughs> Homie. So that's that gets you caught up on the scores and everything. Of course, you've got wall to wall action tonight with the all the conference tournaments and then the TPC. Now, look, I, when, when when it all comes at you like this, I'm going to watch the TPC ish because it is to me a major. But I really wait till about Saturday to get really locked in. Cause I'm just way too busy on Thursday and Friday to, to be able to watch it. And I'm not watching reruns of golf. Like that's, that's not, that's not up no for chance. Don't ever, don't ever at me with, Hey man, you, you didn't watch the replay of golf. I'm going to watch a replay of golf. I mean, I'm like, you. I'm like you with the golf. I give it till Saturday to watch even uh, in the big tournaments, maybe the masters I'll pay attention on a Thursday, but usually I let the first day at least go by. Yeah, on the actual majors, and I do count the, the TPC as a major. I'll have it on, but I won't get locked in because I just don't have time to. Uh, but by Saturday, I'm really starting to watch the leaderboard, moving day as they call it. And I really, uh, by Sunday morning, I'm revolving my day around what's happening here. So like the TPC, I'm going to watch that final round. I'm at least going to catch the back nine of the guys who were, who were, who were leading it. Uh, I don't recall it falling on selection Sundays. That's going to be a little tricky to be able to watch the, the final holes and catch a selection Sunday at the same time. But by Sunday, other than the sec and big 10, I think most of your conference tournaments are in the books. There's Man. a problem, but. Without football, people think the sports, you know, we start chilling. Oh, no, that means just every other sport kicks up because we're right around the corner from baseball. <laughs> the month of March into April, to me, is it's right up there with October. It's nutty. It's the if, – if I'm ranking my favorite sports months, October's number one, March is number two. And when I say March, I'm leaning into that those days that trickle into if if, if opening day isn't in March, but it is this year. But sometimes it's a few days after. And I'm also counting the fact that a few days past March 31st, you're going to get the final four. So that's to me, that's just absolute perfect. And then let's talk about the fact the following week you get the Masters. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> 
who's got time to do anything but sit but sit on their fat butts and watch sports <laughs> and then you get july where there's like nothing going on and you're like Thanks a lot, NBA and NHL. Good thing y'all got your tournaments in and crammed them over each other. Yeah, and it's like USFL and XFL. To me, one of those leagues should have took advantage of that time. Instead, they try to cram it in right now. Nobody's going to pay attention. I during <laughs> this, this is what I was saying. Like For all those months and months and months, I was like, there's nothing going on in July going into August except for baseball. And you typically just watch your baseball team. So a Braves fan is going to be locked into to their team, but you don't tend to watch a lot of the other games. Now, I do because I'm a psych- psychopath when it comes to baseball, but I'm talking about your average sports fan. So USFL, XFL, you're missing the boat. The NHL playoffs would be perfect in July. To, to put the Stanley Cup in July, in late July, let the thing breathe and end it all in late July would be absolutely perfect. Amen to that, because like you said, I mean, especially if your baseball team is a stinker, who it makes July feel double, even more like the end time. I haven't even looked at the way it crosses over and whatnot, but who's got time for the XFL and the USFL in April when you're going to have not just the Masters, not just baseball 24-7, and not just the Final Four, right? But, hey, the NFL draft, and that's become appointment TV. The first article, this first article I opened, you'll find this funny. ESPN adjusts XFL schedule as viewership remains very low. (laughs) That is just shocking. Shocking. (laughs) When when does the WNBA season start? That's that's when you put XFL on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they're taking all their games off FX already. It, it's like, come on. I mean, we all, we were talking all, about this. All what games off of FX? All the yeah. XFL games. They have to put them on ESPN2 and ESPN, just regular ESPN now, because any game they throw on FX is getting, like, nobody to watch because nobody's going to FX. You, because you don't know. I don't see any advertisements. I have – televisions on constantly during our shows, right? I have televisions on constantly when I'm doing the play-by-plays. I never, it's very rare I don't have a television on in the house except, you know, late at night. And even then, sometimes I wake up to, oh, yeah, look at there, Frazier's on. Okay, I don't see commercials for the XFL ever. I watch everything. I watch sports. I watch non-sports. They're not even trying to bring people in. Our YouTube channel, when, when I flip over there to check on stuff, or I go to other YouTube, other shows on YouTube, I don't see XFL commercials there either. They're they're not advertising, but yet they but yet that they say that they want fans in the stands. So what's the USFL going to do? The USFL is own is being ran by Fox. What? Why was the XFL even doing FX? Because Fox runs. Yeah, that's uh, like the only channel that's out because they have ABC, ESPN, ESPN two. Those make sense, obviously. But the FX, what they just decide to throw that in there for the confused people. 
All right, we got to take a quick break. It's 420. Smoke them if you got them. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD. I know one thing. ESPN's smoking something. FX is smoking something. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. It's time to live, laugh, and create memories again with MSC Cruises. Join us on some of the world's most modern and innovative ships. Discover again at our new private island, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, named Best New Cruise Destination. Cruise the Caribbean and Bahamas from Miami or Port Canaveral. Book now with free balcony upgrades and flexible booking changes. Call your travel advisor or visit MSCCruises.com. Restrictions apply. MSC Cruises, a world of discovery. Hey, sports fans. It's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. This is the part in the Lifetime movie version where I get up to pee. Of all the cheers during the Steeler Dynasty, the most welcome was heard in 1974. Art Rooney's team won the Super Bowl in 1974 and again in 1975 against the Dallas Cowboys. Two years later, they defeated Dallas again for Super Bowl win number three. Then in 1980, they won over the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl XIV. The Pittsburgh Steelers made up for 40 years of defeat with a decade of victory. A decade unequaled for sustained excellence. Eight straight playoff appearances, four Super Bowl championships. The Pittsburgh Steelers of the 1970s. The best team ever. Armchair. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. just hit a bucket <laughs> <laughs> five minutes left in that one 
Good Lord. Stop it. They're already dead. It's just hit them where they're down. Kansas leads West Virginia by eight, about 18 minutes left in that one. And the Vols and the Ole Miss Rebels, they are locked up at 31, four minutes left in the half on that one. So pretty much got you up to up to date on what's going on. Um, let's go ahead and get into some conference. I didn't see anything break in the, in the NFL worth a hoot. Did you? Not at all. I mean, we already know that the Jets and Rodgers are talking. So besides that, that's all I see lately. There's only a couple of things that I saw that Chubb reworked his deal with, with the Dolphins, clearing $14 million on the cap. And Allen and Williams, receivers for the Chargers, did the same. And the combined was $14 million on the cap. And the Panthers reworked their deal with right tackle Taylor Morton, and that cleared $5 million. But other than that, hasn't been a whole lot of things going on in the NFL. And, oh, two quick notes, Major League Baseball. Mitch Moreland and Lorenzo Cain retire. So happy retirement to them. I think a lot of people yeah. were probably the impression that they were already retired, but they've <laughs> The back of the baseball card retired a couple of years ago. <laughs> So, conference tournament. We're going to get our, our, our predictions on. And, of course, we, we have a little bit of a leg up because we're doing this at almost 4.30 Eastern on Thursday when some of these tournaments have already gotten going. But it is what it is. Can't turn back time. If Not I yet. could. <laughs> Not yet, but we will one day. All right. Uh, by the way, real quick, the Atlanta Braves uh, dropped one spring training today, three to one. Not a whole lot of their starter. Uh, their, their starting nine played, but Strider pitched well, and Elder didn't pitch too badly. Um, but a lot of guys taking the days off here going into the WBC. All right. Enough of the fake baseball scores and enough of the WBC we talked a little bit about that in the last hour. Let's get into men's college basketball tournament predictions. So I'm curious to see where you're going with this. Give me your ACC champion. And if you want, give me a dark horse too. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to go, well, as my winner, this is just because I like them more. And it helps they're up 30 today, but why not? I'm going to put the Duke Blue Devils winning it all. I don't trust Virginia. I don't trust Miami Hurricanes. So, to me, the next best team is the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, as a dark horse, I mean, I wish Notre Dame could be a dark horse or Florida State, but we didn't quite get there, right? Uh, I their name isn't a dark horse, but don't be surprised if they're a horse. were dirty horses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone, it seems like forever ago, North Carolina. Were horses, that they've already taken us out back and shot us. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're a few races too late on those puppies, but uh, that's okay. Um, North Carolina was number one before the year and obviously struggled a lot, but I will not be surprised if they somehow won this tournament. Uh, a lot of people are down on them. 
but clearly the talent's there. They just haven't lived fully up to it. So I guess even though their name's not a dark horse, North Carolina. Ditto. So, so that's what I have written down. I've got Duke as the champion. They they haven't. There is a way for Duke and North Carolina to meet in the championship game, and that's what I'm pulling for because I want drama. I'm with you. I don't trust Virginia. In fact, I took Carolina in the points tonight. They're getting two and a half. They blew out Virginia the last time they played. Now that was in Carolina. I get it, but this is a neutral court, and. I think North Carolina is much more physical than Virginia. Virginia is one of those teams that if they're not hitting from downtown because they play such a slow pace, they do not strike fear in the hearts of many. And if North Carolina can get up and run, it's going to be interesting. Clemson, NC State, that would be the interesting one to me would be NC State. I don't trust Clemson. Miami, I think, is too Jekyll and Hyde to win four in a row. Mm -hmm. But, or I guess it's three in a row for them. But NC State would be my one outlier, but I'm I'm pulling for Duke versus North Carolina with, and I just think Duke's playing really. I mean, obviously they're they're winning by thirty. I, I jotted this stuff down last night, so I look like a, a bandwagon guy because they're winning by thirty. But uh, good lord. Pittsburgh, did you forget how to play defense? What is going on out there? Okay, what about the Big Ten? Yeah, you want to talk about a conference that nobody – I mean, I know Purdue is well, well at the top, but nobody knows what the heck's going to happen. I'm going to go with Indiana in the same state actually winning that conference. I just think uh, Trace Jackson Davis at day's end, yeah, Edie might get the most talk, but this is the most athletic player in that conference in my opinion. And I think the Indiana Hoosiers will take it home. Who's your dark horse? If I had to pick a dark horse, I'm actually going to go uh, with Tampa Tones team, the Nittany Lions. Listen, they play Illinois tonight, and they've blown out Illinois twice uh, this season. I know three times usually means no good, but uh, they have one of the best scorers in the country. And like I said, they've taken care of business against Illinois this season, so I'll go Penn State. I want to take Indiana, but the problem is if Indiana gets to the finals versus Purdue, I just have this feeling that they're not going to be able to beat Purdue three times. So tough. So I'm, I guess I'm going to go Purdue because I don't think Purdue is going to lose to Rutgers tomorrow. Agreed. But my dark horse, Michigan State Spartans. I don't, I don't believe in Northwestern not to win what three games in a row. I think if if they get past tomorrow night, I still don't think they get past Indiana. The only way Northwestern gets into that final game is if they get some help and there's an upset versus Indiana, right? Yeah. So I'm going on in my world the top side of the bracket because that's how it's laid out on my computer. Uh, I'm, I'm going Michigan State as my dark horse Purdue to, to win it. So there you have that. I want to say Indiana is the best team possibly because they've beaten Purdue twice. I just think it's going to be really difficult to win that. The smart play would be to grab either Illinois or Northwestern because they're essentially playing in their backyards. Correct. I just don't believe... 
I don't believe Illinois is even if they beat Penn State. I don't think Illinois is consistent enough. And Northwestern, them winning three games in a list seems seems highly unlikely. Who do you have in the Southeastern Conference? This one I think is one of the most wide open ones. It, it, I, and I know this is the most wide open SEC in years if you take out the outlier of Alabama. Yeah, no, this conference, I mean, I thought the Big Ten was wild. You just come down to the SEC like you said it. Oh, my. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with old reliable on this one. I'm taking John Calipari in Kentucky as my team uh, to win it all here in this conference. You know, they're not as good as I know a lot of people are going to get down on because they, you know, down the stretch came up a little bit. Uh, flat in some performances, but that's what this conference is all about. You get to restart, and I think Kentucky uh, will win it all. If I had to pick a dark horse for the Southeastern Conference, uh, you know what? Vanderbilt, is Vanderbilt still alive unless they lost just recently? Uh, I kind of uh, like – Vandy plays tonight. Okay, so I like Vanderbilt. I watched them against in Kentucky, actually. I know that's a game Mac actually uh, called correctly. And Vanderbilt's look strong. So if I'm going to pick a team that's a dark horse here, it's going to be them. I'm going to do you one better. Okay. Vandy's my team to win the SEC. No way. Let's do it. Let's get it done. I love the cojones. Think about it. They're the hottest. They're one of the hottest teams, not just in the SEC, but in the entire nation. They're playing LSU tonight. That should be a W. Tomorrow, I believe the way it lays out, they'll most likely play AM. That'll be a tough game, but the tournament's in Nashville, Tennessee. Vanderbilt campus is in Nashville, Tennessee. And I really like what Stackhouse is doing there. They're a fun team to watch. They are. They're gritty, but they do all the right things. They hit the boards. They, they, they control the ball. They do not do, they don't, they usually don't do stupid things to shoot themselves on the foot, and lose the game. So that's why I'm taking Vanderbilt to win the whole thing. If I had a dark horse, I'm going to go with Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is just athletic enough. We just saw them beat Alabama. If they have a rematch with Bama, it's going to be on a neutral court. And I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to pick Alabama because of what's going on with the Brandon Miller situation. I can't pull for them. Something seems there was another article that came out right before we went on the air. I didn't get a chance to read it because it was like a mile long. It was like opening up the dead sea scrolls. I was like, man, I don't have time for this. I wanted a blurb to find out what they were talking about, but ESPN has got this huge article that supposedly there's, there's new information. Of course it, it could just be clickbait, but I'm interested to read that after, after the show. Um, I just, I can't, I can't pick them. Who we have less the big 12, mm-hmm. the best conference in America this year, according to us, which is all that matters. <laughs> you dang right it is. Boom. 
All right. Big 12 men's championship. They are in the quarterfinals and already in the books. Baylor gone. So you can't pick them. He gone. Leads West Virginia. It's a fairly tight game, eight-point game. The remaining teams in there are TCU, Kansas State, Texas, and OK State. Who's going to win it all? I'm going to go with chalk on this one and uh, leave Kansas get this. I just think they have the most complete team uh, in the country. And, you know, you're going to rock chalk Jayhawk? Yeah, I, I hate to go chalk, but I am here just because I truly do feel like they have the most complete roster. And, um, but as my dark horse, I'm going to go with the TCU Horn Frogs. Kansas State's one of my biggest frauds of the of the tournament, uh, these conference tournaments. So I think TCU takes the win tonight, and uh, don't be surprised if they make some noise to get to this thing. I am going to take as my dark horse to pull this thing off. Uh, it's against my better judgment. Ah, uh, do I do it? Give me West Virginia as my dark horse. Why not? Oh, I love that. And to win it, I better not pick the same game. To win it all, I mean, Kansas should win it. I mean, let's be honest. But let's have some fun with this. To cut down the nets, and they're finally getting all their guys together. Man, it's in Kansas City, Missouri, huh? Well, you know what? They're just fun for me to watch because they're very vulnerable. Like, give me Iowa State. I think Iowa State is going to win tomorrow, and then that means we just get them to the championship. Yeah, what an impressive showing by Iowa State uh, against Baylor, obviously. And if West Virginia pulls off this upset, which they probably aren't, they're, they're still trailing by six. But if they pull off this upset, it could get it could get pretty 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 interesting. All right. So I went out here and lost my brain, took Iowa State and West Virginia as the dark horse. I really wanted to go OK State as my dark horse, but man, they're just so inconsistent. I just don't know what to make of them. It's probably stupid to even take West Virginia because they're gonna have to win five games in a row. It's just five days, it's just kind of insane. But Let's go with the Pac-12. This might be one of the one of the most underrated conferences. Did you hear this rumor? They're talking about the Pac-12 and ACC joining forces. This is the first time I'm hearing it. Saw that uh, last night. The former uh, CEO of ESPN was talking about the, that it's a real possibility. Um, that's interesting. Depending on who they can continue to keep in the ACC, that's really interesting. It keeps changing, right? Hey, well, the, the only thing that, that falls flat on it is is that they're losing USC and UCLA. So, but as far as basketball goes, that'd be a heck of a conference because you'd still have Arizona, you'd still have a lot of the other big players in there. I mean. Stanford's usually much better than what they are this year. Oregon has been pretty solid over the years. Washington State's got a much better program than they have had. And Arizona State, we, we've seen them pull off some big ones. Who's going to win the Pac-12? 
Yeah, you know, I liked UCLA, but they just lost one of their best defensive players, at least for this conference tournament. So that worried me a little bit. Enough to go to Arizona Wildcats. I just think outside of UCLA, they have uh, the best complete team. So why not? I'm going to go with Arizona for my winner. And then as my dark horse team, I'm going to stay in the same same state and give it to the Arizona State Sun Devils. If they can get over USC uh, tonight, which won't be easy, but if they can, there's a path there. So I like Arizona to win, and Arizona State is my dark horse. All right, I'm going to go with UCLA to win it. I still, I, I still like them. They're in kind of a close one with Colorado, which is concerning. But I think they can at least get to the title game. Now, if they faced Arizona, that's going to be a tall task. I can't pick Arizona as a dark horse. It's not really a dark horse. So <laughs> let me go a little little deeper. Let me grab the Oregon Ducks. Quack, quack. Let me get them in there. Quack, and quack, quack. I think they find a way to beat Washington State tonight. And if they do, I agree. they might be able to, regardless, I if, if I can get Oregon and UCLA to win today, then I've got one of my guys in the in the finals. So give me the Oregon Ducks. I don't feel I almost like picked Oregon. I just don't think USC is consistent enough. They're very Jekyll and Hyde. And can Arizona State or USC beat Arizona? Uh, probably not. Really, this is the another reason why I'm not taking USC Arizona. And I get there's a three-hour difference out there, but they play the late game tonight, eleven thirty. And they'll have to turn around and play fairly early tomorrow. Shout out to the California Golden Bears who went three and twenty-nine this year. <laughs> Just needed to give them a little shout out, love. Uh, that's that's not easy to do. That's I, I, when I saw three wins, I'm like, holy! I feel bad for the three teams they beat. That is not an easy task. Because in college basketball, you, you can fall backwards in, into five or six wins. <laughs> that is called dedication to being sorry is what that is. It's hard to believe because Cal has been pretty good at basketball over the years. It's hard to believe that they could be that bad. Oh, but the NIL deals don't make a difference. Let's go and take a quick break. We come back. We're going to finish this puppy off. And we have got our locks to talk about and a little bit more. Keep it rocking here on the key and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. What are you babbling about? Well, maybe maybe I just think you're being a little hard on her. Well, that's nice. But right now I am too angry to pretend to give a crap about what you think. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. 
Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Hey, Braves fans. I'm Mac McGee with Braves Country. We'll be right here on the key all year long giving you Braves Country Baseball pitch by pitch, inning by inning of your Atlanta Braves. Make sure to catch Braves Country right here on the key. We go live 3 to 5, and we'll keep you up to date on the upcoming schedule for Braves Country. That's Braves Country HD and Braves Country Baseball right here on the key. Something on your mind? Just want to let you know you're sitting in my chair. Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Well, for a man that don't go healed, you run your mouth kind of reckless, don't you? No need to go healed to get the bulge on a tub like you. Is that a fact? Mm, that's a fact. I'm real scared. I can see that in your eyes. misses a three-point shot at the buzzer and loses to Miami by two. That one was understandable. The clock was winding down. The Gators are down by one to Mississippi State. With four seconds left, they inbound the ball. They drive the court. The guy is wide, wide open, but there's still like two seconds left, and he shoots a three like that's needed. And I don't understand how these coaches have not been able to coach the guys. Hey, when the game is on the line, man, drive the hole, get to the foul line, or just make yourself an easier shot. Every night when I watch a Celtics game, I want to stick my head in the oven because Jason Tatum, the game on the line, he's going to try to hit a fadeaway three-pointer from 60 feet away. Like that's like that's the shot to make. It's a little bit of exaggeration, but you, but you get my point. I catch your drift. I I'm just shocked here looking at the Big Ten. I didn't realize Ohio State just won their second game, and they're under 500 this year. They just knocked off Iowa. That just tells you right there the Big Ten is frauds. Correct. <laughs> it's, Fraud. in my, it's in my hometown at the Bulls Stadium. Frauds! I mean, Michigan got pounded by Rutgers. I can't. Nebraska lost to Minnesota, who had like eight wins. <laughs> Yeah, Minnesota, speaking of that, 2-17 and 17 in the Big Ten. And they win. <laughs> wow. What's the line on that one tonight? 13 in Maryland. Ooh. Wow. The way the, Big Ten, the, way, the way the Big Ten's going, take the teams with the points, apparently. So, I don't know. At some point, you've got to be able to go out there and teach these kids – the Wake Forest thing made sense. The 
clock was coming down to the buzzer. But the Florida kid, man, he he had a a, a, minute, a second and a half, maybe even two seconds to drive the lane, maybe get a foul, but at least get a much easier shot. And you're going to see this all. And look, when they hit the shot, no one thinks anything of it. Like, ah, oh, it's great. It's smart. Forget what game I was watching yesterday, but a kid hit a, hit a three. And there was no reason for the three. It was a tie game. And they had the last possession. And when he hit that three, it almost cleared the clock there. I think there ended up being like 0.4 left, right? But the guy that had the ball pitched it back out to the man behind the three-point line. I'm like, what are you doing? Take the shot. I think one of my biggest pet peeves in all of college basketball, since you're talking about three-pointers in the end of games, is when a team is up uh, three and they'll let the team come all the way down the court and take a three-pointer instead of just fouling. It just drives me absolutely insane. when it To me, that's basketball one-on-one. You're up three with a few seconds, foul. They don't I get the ball. I'm afraid that they're going to get a either a uh, an and one, right, or they're afraid that they're going to get you in the act of shooting. But I'm I'm with you. It really it realistically, as long as you time it correctly, it does make more sense. Right, because they can't even advance the ball like the NBA, where you just call a timeout and then obviously you get it way up. I mean, like you said, though, I get it. College kids probably a little bit more worried about the and one type situation. Well, plus in the NBA, they give you like six dribbles after the guy gets fouled <laughs> and say, "Well, it was a continuation." Continuation from what? Well, about th- remember three minutes ago when they cleared him out. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know why. I, I guess it drives me more crazy because I played so much basketball when I was younger, and I just, I just think of all the all the the coaching that goes into back then of doing the smart thing when the game's on the line push push the rock push the rock push the rock and granted the three-point line had only been around 10 15 years when, when, when i first started playing organized basketball right but nowadays it's like it's everyone's go-to yep they just showed it again the kid from florida i'm telling you the ball is shot and then you look at the clock and it's still winding down it it doesn't even hit triple zeros until the ball bounces off the rim and goes back out again poor bobby so you're talking about like two uh, close to two seconds and he wasn't I thought he was more open than what he was, and he was probably, I'm going to guess, 22 feet away from the rim. Just panicked. If you tell me after the game that you panicked and you weren't looking at the clock and you didn't realize, then I get it. But I don't think a lot of these, I think their go-to is, I'm going to hit the three at the buzzer. You're up. You're down by one. You don't need a three. An alley-oop. Tennessee leads Ole Miss by 11. And there it's 16 minutes left in that in that one. I do like those. So Ole Miss always usually once a year in football, they wear that those uh powder blue jerseys that everybody loves, the powder blue helmets. Well well, they're wearing the basketball version today. I guess they're not quite powder blue because I guess UCLA is actually powder blue. But whatever you call that that lighter blue that that Ole Miss has. It's a sharp look.
What do you got, Larry Bird on your shirt today? I bought a shirt for the Super Bowl since I supported the loser Eagles, so it just says oh. Bird Gang. It's a it's a total loot. I had to, I always get one for the Super Bowl who I root for, and uh, yeah, I chose the wrong team, so that worked. I, I was about to commend you. You should have never stood up. I was just about to commend you. I was like, man, you got a Larry Bird shirt on. Good for not you. As good as, it's not as good as my the real goat. Not as good as my Jeff Saturday shirt. <laughs> no, wonder, no matter what you Chicago kids think, the real goat, Larry hey, Stinking Bird, I'm the hit Larry Bird French guy. lick, goat goat one A would be magic. That Jordan guy was pretty good too, but um, he, he was decent. I can't I can't give him goat stats. He didn't save the league, man. He didn't save the league. On James. <laughs> <laughs> if Bird and Magic saved the NBA, LeBron James would be the anti-Bird Magic, I guess, because Magic and Bird brought people to the television. LeBron James has repelled them. I tell you who's bringing me to the television lately is J.J. Redick. He's causing up all kinds of noise over there. <laughs> I'll tell you who's bringing me to the to the to the TV is the police blotter. I mean, what is I mean, what's going on? John Morant's waving a gun. They keep saying nightclub. Let's be honest, it was a strip club. Come on now. I I, I can't. Usually, you know, they say the old saying: you grow up in the hood and you find yourself in the NBA. He's done literally the opposite. He literally had one of the, a great background upbringing. I think his posse and his his friends. Or just getting in him into oh, they're a bunch you, of losers, man, and and, right? and they're driving the kid down, and he's he's going to end up blowing what could be a billion dollar career. Absolutely, and I want to say we talked about it a couple months ago with the Pacers incident that a lot of people didn't talk about when him and his friends were flashing the laser pointer yeah. and all that, and it was we were one of the only people to bring that up, and we said it would come back later to bite. And sure enough, it did. They're not do they, and what they say they're gonna, or he's gonna walk away for two games. I'm gonna take a couple of games off. What is that going oh, to do? From- the NBA should be stepping in and go, hey, you got to sit down because if nothing else, we got to give you some counseling because we got to make sure that you're not about to do something really, really dumb. And it's starting to come out with all the other stuff that he did that I wasn't aware of, where where, where he pistol whipped the 17 year old last. Uh, uh, summer, and then there was another incident, and I'm not sure of all the facts on that, but I I just know that he it's it's one thing after another with him. Keeps adding up. It's going to get he's him a lot. Of- a good player, man. He's so fun to watch. And, and he's on Tampa Tones' fantasy team. So thank you, John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> what is your lock today? My lock of the day, oh, man, I've been between a couple of games, but I'm going to take us to the Big Eastern Conference. Big East, I'm sorry. Villanova is plus five against Creighton tonight. I actually think Villanova could even get the money line. I'm not going to go as far in to say that's my lock, but I like the Villanova Wildcats plus five against Creighton. What time is that game? Uh, 9.30 Eastern. Oh, wow. It's a late one. Yeah. Unbelievable how late they play some of these conference games. I'll be asleep by halftime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
like like what are they doing i mean they've always done that the sec will play till 11 11 30 tonight and it just it makes zero sense yeah you might gain an hour in nashville but still most of the people who are watching it and if you if you're going to the game if, if you go to the game tonight you've already called out sick for tomorrow all right, I am going to go with, let me see, there's a bunch of, I got so many of them that, that I'm playing today, but one of, where, where, where are you here? We, oh man, never mind. That number is a little too big. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and take, give me the Oregon Ducks money line minus 145. It's funny you say that. That was going to be my other lot. That I love that pick. So hopefully it does good. But I've been hot too. So, but I love that pick. I I personally took Vanderbilt money line, but that was before. It's up to minus one ninety five now. I, I wouldn't suggest that. If you if you're going to play Vanderbilt, I would say just go ahead and get the points or do it as a part of a teaser. What's your walk off? We got a jam. Yeah, real quick, brackets come out Sunday, so watch your conference tournaments now. It's never too late to pick your winner. Watch all these games tonight, tomorrow, through the weekend. Get us all state, baby. Let's go. All right. Okay, us all. Stay tuned for the Brian Snow Show tomorrow morning. Get yourself going 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Rhino Radio Penitentiary. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country HD with giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country and your Atlanta Braves.